Good morning, Timothy. I'm here in US and it's around six o'clock in the morning. And um, you know, you know me, I'm Suguna Manipali, and uh, today we are talking about emotional intelligence. And um, um, this is for the podcast, Know the One You Live With. And I'm really thankful for you to joining me today to discuss about this topic. So before I get into more details, I just wanted to introduce you. Um, Timothy Bay has a degree in communication studies, a master's in social sciences, uh, science research, um, and has had his work presented at an academic conference. He has recently graduated as a life and success coach from the Jay Shetty's certification school. And Timothy has spent last 12 years on his own personal development. I'm so thankful for you to be here and be a part of my podcast today, Timothy. So if you want to give some more introduction about you, please go ahead and then uh, we can start on the topic. Yeah, thank you so much, Sugana, for making time for me. It's uh, so nice to be here on this podcast. Um, I really like the title of the podcast, Know the One You Live With. I think it's so important. And uh, no, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Um, I'm happy just to jump into it um, whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to give a little bit of background, how we met, I mean, we both are from the same school of Jay Shetty and uh, that uh, school has given us an opportunity to connect with a lot of beautiful people. And one of them is you. Um, you. So let's talk about more about how did you, you know, how did, this awareness of being in emotional intelligence started with you yeah emotional intelligence started with me when i was in counseling actually i grew up a very unemotionally intelligent uh, young man and i was in my mid-20s when i discovered it and so when i was in counseling, something happened. I also was a really big fan of salsa dancing. So I was dancing um, in class one time. And what happened was I hadn't been to salsa in a long time. So I'm usually in the intermediate class. So I went down a step into the improvers because I hadn't been in a while. And I'm dancing with my partner and I'm going through the moves. And she just says to me, Tim, you look so bored and I was like oh my gosh I am actually um no thank you for telling me uh, I'm so sorry um I was really embarrassed and the next day I was in my counseling session and my counselor asked me this question she said Timothy have you ever found it difficult to notice your emotion has have you ever found it difficult to label it or has someone else told you how you're feeling and I sit there and I'm looking at her and I'm just thinking I was like oh my god yes this happened yesterday um, at salsa and I tell her this story and as I was telling her she just sits there and she nods you know as counselors do and she gives me this great analogy and she says Sometimes it can be really hard for us to identify what emotion we're feeling at the moment. And she says, does it feel like this? Does it feel like someone asks you, how are you? How are you feeling? And you're really confused. And you're so confused and you're thinking, hmm, 
not sure. So in your head, you have to kind of get up off your seat. You have to then walk down the corridor into another room. And in this room is your, all your emotions. They're just in this room, but they're inside boxes. Now these boxes are not labeled. So you have to like rummage around and find the boxes and find the emotions that are inside them. So you find the first box and it could be happiness and it could be like, no, I'm not feeling that. So you put it back in the box. You then look for another box and this box says, and you find the emotion inside and it says anxiety and you don't feel anxious. So you put it back in the box. And as you go through the boxes, you're feeling more and more annoyed, more and more frustrated. And you're looking and you find, in my case, boredom. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel bored. Pick it up, walk back down the corridor, walk back into the room, sit down and say, okay, I feel bored. And now, after you've said that, you have to pick the emotion back up, walk back down the corridor and put it away again. And even just me telling that story, some of you probably listening to this, oh my God, that's a lot of work. And it is. And that's how it feels inside. And definitely sometimes how it feels inside for me as I was going through this journey of, I don't know what I'm feeling. Um, I can't label it. I can't define it. And it was a really frustrating and annoying time. Um, to go through that but that's really where it's side for me of being emotionally intelligent uh, and understanding where that comes from for me the analogy of you know how she has made you think of it as as it's an it's in an object which is sitting in a box you know that really uh, as a 20 year old um, I think you you literally connected that, okay, I have to really search where this emotion is and what this emotion emotion is, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's a great way of explaining to um to a very young mind, I guess. Um, I really liked it. And from from what you said, I understood that it's more of she's trying to help you to be aware the first step that she has given you was to at least recognize what emotion it is. And after you recognize it, what is, how do you take it forward? Yeah, so that's a great point. It was definitely awareness. I was, when she told me that, I was like, aha, it was like a eureka moment, right? I was like, yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Uh, thank you for highlighting that to me. Um, and that really is it. The first step is just helping you identify that emotion. And she gave me this exercise to, to practice. And I still practice this now, especially when I feel big emotions mm -hmm. that can be a bit harder to identify or if there's a lot of emotions going on. So I have this list on my phone. It's called the list of, of emotions. And it's just a list of emotions on my phone. And I basically, after... I could be angry. I could, you know, I had a fight with somebody, um, not like an actual fight, but like just like a big yelling match. Yeah. Um, I could feel really, I don't know, something might have happened at work and I'm feeling quite annoyed or frustrated and lots of things going on. Um, and what I do is I get this list of emotions out from my phone and I say, okay, am I feeling, I don't know, angry? Yes or no? okay, why am I feeling that? And then I label it. And then the next one, anxious, 
And I just go through this list of emotions one by one, asking myself, am I feeling this? Yes or no? Why am I feeling that? And once I've kind of go through the list and I feel a little more calmer, I'm able to identify my emotions, I then say, okay, what do I want to do about it now? Yeah. And so, and if anyone's listening to this podcast um, in the future and you want a list of emotions, the best way for me is I go to Brene Brown's website. So just brenebrown.com. And then in her website, she has this search bar. In that search bar, type for emotions and you get a list of emotions right there. And you can just copy that, download it to your phone. Um, this is a really simple and quick forward way of getting a list of emotions that can just be a great starting point for anybody who wants to try this out, who is finding it difficult to label and um, be aware of their emotions right now. Uh, that is a great way to, to start for a list of emotions. And then just, yeah, the step two is, okay, why am I feeling it? And then step three is, what do I want to do about it now? And sometimes when I ask myself about what do I want to do about it now? I want to, sometimes I want to apologize to the person that I was angry with, or sometimes I just want to do nothing. Um, sometimes I just want to go get a cup of tea or take a 10 minute break. Um, sometimes I just want to actually not do any more work. Um, maybe just take, you know, some time out and go for a walk, watch some TV. It just allow yourself to sit with whatever comes up at that point. And I always feel better afterwards and I always congratulate myself for, you know, working through it. It's, uh, it's not easy, um, but it's been really worthwhile since I've been practicing this over the last, oh, uh, five years now, uh, since 2017. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a great way to understand emotional intelligence at that very young age, you know, because I, I always feel that um, when you are aware of your emotions, you stop complaining and blaming on others because you take control and responsibility for whatever you're feeling. And also you don't make the situation worse because you know, you're first dealing with why am I feeling this? What do I do with it? And when you control the situation, I think how you... Um, present yourself to others also makes a difference, right? So um, tell me more about, you know, how this has really helped you um, to, um, I'm trying to look for the right word, to maybe not control, but to handle situations in a much yeah. better way. Yeah, I think for me, it's been really helpful to handle situations. Um, and I think it really starts with, you know, identifying the emotion, the emotional vocabulary that you have. So then you're clear about what you're feeling. Mm. And then when you're clear about what you're feeling, and as you practice it, you can identify it quicker. Right. And as you identify it quicker, you realize, oh, okay, I'm feeling this now because of this reason right, okay, then, okay, let's just move on from it. So like, sometimes I can just say, oh, I'm feeling angry, or why? Oh, it's because I'm actually really tired and I don't want to get involved in this right now. Oh, I'm tired, right, okay, I just need a break or I actually need to go to bed. Okay. Um, and just if, and when, for me, when I am able to 
say, oh, I'm feeling this right now. This is the reason why. I can, it's so much more in my control of what I want to do. Um, and sometimes I would let that build up and build up and build up and not know why I'm feeling so run down, why I might be really stressed out or might be feeling a little more burnt out than usual. But now that I can like, I'm still not you know, perfect, but now I can identify my emotions better. I'm able to communicate with, you know, partners and managers and my family members and be like, hey, I'm actually, this is fine or I'm sorry I just yelled or sorry I raised my voice. I'm actually feeling this right now um, because I'm feeling this. Can we talk about this later? Or right. I just need some food. Can we just, I'm feeling a bit hangry. Can we get some food? And we just discuss it over food, right? I think that just by saying I'm feeling this, um, can we do this? allows you just to over communicate with the people you're talking to in whatever situation you're in right so, so then they know because they can't feel the feelings you're feeling yep and it was just a huge i don't know like a huge aha moment when i learned to add that to how i talk to saying okay I'm feeling this. Let's do this. That does that sound good to you? Yeah. Um, and I really feel that's just been a huge part of what's making my communication so much better is being able to label my emotions, improving my emotional vocabulary, so that I'm really clear about what it is I'm feeling. And and from what you're saying, you know, when you express the emotion that you have. Um, or that you're feeling, it also creates empathy in the other person to understand you in a much more deeper way, saying that, oh, that's the reason why he's, you know, he's hungry. So let's fix that first and let's go from there to another, you know, conversation. So I think when you identify your emotions, you identify the real root cause of whether it is your anger or frustration or happiness or sadness, anything, any form of it. So you get to the bottom of it and you address it. And from there, it takes you to the next step of, you know, being a better person and being a better communicator, I guess. Um, and it's so amazing to hear from you. Um, you know, I, I wish, I really wish that I can teach these emotional intelligent um, uh, and how to handle these emotions to my children in a very younger you know stage of yeah. their life and uh, identify it first at uh, be aware why you're feeling this way and then let's try to fix the uh, other things that are happening because for me I can see whenever my children are hungry mm. they're very cranky and they're like emotional I mean the the sadness comes from nowhere. I mean, this person yeah. was all right until now. Why is he so <laughs> sad? <laughs> so, yeah, as a mom, uh, it helps me to understand my children also in a much better way um, than yeah. not identifying where the emotion is coming from. Yeah. Um, 
Thank and I get cranky too when I'm um, and I'm hungry. So sometimes yeah. I can, yeah, yeah, I'm there too. See, when the kid is um, when the when the when the child is a baby, as a mother, since you cannot, they cannot talk. If if the baby is crying, you automatically think that oh maybe the baby is hungry, right? But as the child is growing, they have they know to communicate. But again, they don't know to identify where the emotion is coming from. And that's where I think it gets very frustrated. Uh, um, as, as a mom, I don't understand their deeper emotion. And as a child who can communicate, they don't understand their deeper emotion. So that's where the conflict starts and you know everything flares up. And uh, finally, it only when the empathy part comes within me, then I realize maybe they are hungry, you know? But, yeah. but the egos flare up first and then you subside and you feel bad and then you go and like, are you hungry? I, that, is that the reason why you're behaving like this? Those questions come later. So but identifying the emotion, your empathy starts first. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that point. And I'm so glad we're talking about empathy. Yeah. Um, so gonna there's a there's a great little anecdote which I like to share about empathy. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's the difference between like sympathy and empathy. So let's imagine a man is stuck in the ground. Okay. So there's a big hole in the ground and the man is stuck in there. And this is situation A. So a person comes along and they see this man in the ground and they say, hey, oh, you're stuck in the ground. That's bad. Um, It must be really cold in there. It must be really dark in there. It must be really wet down there. I'm not, um, I'm glad that's not me, uh, but good luck. Okay, Mm -hmm. situation A. Situation B Again, the man is stuck in the ground and someone else comes along now. And he's like, ah, I see you're stuck in the ground. What's, how did you get stuck in there? And it's like, oh, I, I actually dropped my glasses down here. Um, so I, I jumped in looking for them. And so, oh, okay. So the man gets a ladder, climbs down into the hole with the other man. And he asked the man, I was like, oh, it's not cold down here. And the man says, no, it's not. But it is dark. He's like, yes, it is dark down here. And it's not wet. And I was like, no, it's not wet. I was like, okay. And then both men look for the glasses. They find the glasses. And they both climb out of the ladder. And that's how I really like to think about empathy. Empathy is definitely in situation B with the second man, where he asked the questions, how did you get stuck in the hole? Yeah. Why are you there? Right. By looking for his glasses because he dropped them. Yeah. You know, he asked, oh, it is a bit dark, but it's not wet and it's not too cold. But the first man assumed, he assumed that it was dark. He assumed that it was cold. And he assumed that it was wet and he doesn't know why the man is in the hole. Yeah. And in the first situation, it's all about assumption. Yes. In empathy, 
it's about thinking about a deeper question. Maybe why, if you are close with the person, you can ask them. Right. If you are not too close, you don't need to have to ask them. Yeah. But don't always just assume you know the answer. And I think that's where real powerful empathy comes from. Yeah. It's not from the assumption, but from getting to know the other person. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes, like this podcast, we need to know ourselves. Um, and when you ask those questions, talking about emotional intelligence, you know, what am I feeling? Um, why am I feeling this? What do I want to do now? You're kind of empathetic to yourself. Right. You're kind of showing yourself empathy. You're showing yourself that compassion. And uh, that can be really powerful, especially when your emotional intelligence develops and you've got a lot of you know responsibilities and you've got a lot of things going yeah. on um, it can be really helpful to regulate yeah. your own emotional intelligence um especially in in our day-to-day -day lives yeah it, it's not just our own emotions that we you know brush it off like we don't go deeper and understand them when we don't understand ourselves we brush it off for others also, oh, he needs to grow up or she needs to grow up. But you don't get that empathy part, you know, where you take a step further and ask questions. Hey, why are you feeling this way? Um, what can I do to help you, to bring you out of this? You really have to stay in their shoes and experience it and feel it. Only then you can help them come out of it. Like yesterday, we were watching some, some movie, Me and My Daughter Alone. And the little girl asked her mom in the, in the movie, uh, so every so do everybody has to die one day? And the mom says, yes, everybody has to die one day. Every human being who's born or every being which is born has to die one day. And then the little girl asks um, her mom, will I also die one day? And she says, yes but it will be a long, long time from now. You're not going to die immediately. And then I see my daughter all of a sudden hugging me and crying, saying that I don't want you to die. <laughs> you know, how children, they're, they're connected so much and they get into those shoes and they really feel the emotion and they really, mm. you know, are there for you to, mm -hmm. as, as a human being, even I was feeling the emotion when I was watching the TV, but I didn't express that to my child. But my child, you know, how she reciprocated, it's so amazing that she's feeling that I'm already not there and how the situation would be. And, you know, and asking me questions, you won't be, leave me alone, right? You won't go away, right? So mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's a very... Um, beautiful emotion uh, um, at that point of a time but recognizing it is even much more beautiful I guess so yeah um, it definitely makes you a better person a better human being and serve others in a much better way yeah. so what do you think when can a person start on this emotional intelligence journey do you think there is a certain particular time that they should start or? Um, I think they can really begin whenever they're ready. Um, if you feel the call to. And 
if you'd like to. Um, I think that there's no set time frame of when you can begin. I met some very emotionally intelligent uh, teenagers and some very unemotionally teenagers. And I've met some very emotionally intelligent um, people that are older than me and then individuals that are very unemotionally intelligent that are older than me, especially when I've been coaching. Something I've learned whilst I've been coaching is do not assume the emotional intelligence of your client. And that was a huge kind of epiphany for me. I was like, ah, yes, when you're really deep and I'm coaching and I'm talking with guys on a really deep level, it's sometimes I think like, oh, these people must really know their emotional uh, state or how they're feeling at this time. And sometimes they just have no words for it. And they still say good or bad. Like they're the two kind of default answers that I get sometimes. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I can't assume the emotional intelligence level of of my client. And so, yeah, I really think that at any age, uh, people can learn about emotional intelligence and and start this journey. But as you said, you know, some people are aware of their emotions, some people are not. And mm. age doesn't seem to be the, the, the bar for it. But some people would never recognize that they have to recognize their emotions, right? Right. And, and you might, we might see a lot of people like that um, around. How do we help such people? I mean, I know we can just randomly go pick somebody and say, hey, you're not emotionally intelligent. <laughs> Let me fix you kind of thing. <laughs> but at least the awareness that the deeper emotions, uh, the reason why I ask you is, um, um, I see some elders, you know, going through different kinds of emotions, which are like, you know, the people who are in a retired um, stage, stage of their life. And they go through so much of emotions, right? They, children go away from the house. They have their own families and they feel that they have nobody and, um, you know, they don't belong anymore. And all these emotions, sometimes when I look at elders, I keep thinking, how do I help them, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sometimes I think in that situation, when you want to help someone, it's actually best to help yourself first. Uh, mm. When you are emotionally intelligent in yourself, mm. you're able to really identify or at least start talking about emotions with others. And in these kind of self-development, self-growth kind of journeys people take, it's about the self, right? You know, self-love, mm. self-respect, self-confidence right. it's all about the self first and our own emotions are inside of us we feel them right and when we are able to connect closer to ourselves uh, I think then we are able to understand ourselves better and when we understand ourselves better we might be able to help and assist others just by talking about it um, and just by 
going through our own journey, we learn. And then that learning can kind of also almost by like osmosis, like other people see that you've developed, you're growing, you're learning, that right. they might want to do it too. Um, as I go through this kind of coaching journey and my own self-development, I've kind of learned that I can't force growth on anyone. I can't force mm-hmm. someone to learn something. I can't force them to do anything or change anything about themselves. And so I focus on myself. Something that I've also heard people talk about and share is sometimes you have to work out what they like, uh, people that they might look up to, people that they admire. And if they are talking about, I don't know, if let's say the person that you would like to try and help is really into sports, maybe find a really famous sports star that has done a podcast and maybe send that podcast to that person because then you're taking interest in their world. And especially if that sports star is sharing something quite deep and personal about their life, their challenges, their own goals, um, their own challenges that they have to go through, that may help the person connect uh, through that way. And I think sometimes when we want to help people, and I understand, like, I've gone through the phase where, you know, I really want to help those around me. It might not work because I'm the one delivering the message. Right. I'm the friend, I'm the son, I'm the brother, um, I'm the partner. But it might not work because it's coming from me. It needs to come from someone else. Yeah. And and I think that so those two are the two ways I would say definitely focus on working on yourself first. And then the other way, maybe really connect with what they're interested in and then help them by um, knowing that there's someone that they look up to that has done a long form podcast and talked about their own challenges and they may be able to connect it through that way. Yeah. But ultimately I, I don't think that we can force growth on anyone. Right. Yeah. I, I think that is where my transformation came from. And that's where the name of the podcast came from, you know, the know, know the one you live with. And mm-hmm. it's, it's more about you, how, uh, what feelings you're feeling and what have you become? and how you want to transform yourself by understanding your own strengths and weaknesses, right? When you understand that, probably you can focus more on what's not working and then um, grow there and use the strengths that you really have to become much more better. So um, uh, I think this this topic is so related to to the podcast that um, I'm doing because Emotional intelligence plays a big part, big part in your growth transformation. And um, as you rightly said, that it has to start from within. Understanding ourselves first and our emotions first, and only then you can be there for somebody else. So I I really, really like the topic. And um, is there anything else that you want to add to it or, you know, um, as a conclusion or? Yeah, I think this is such a great name. I really like the name Sugana, know the one you live with. And I think emotional intelligence is a great way to, to start there. I think just building more awareness in your own house you know knowing the one you live with uh speaking with some of the clients that i work with 
sometimes it's strengths we don't know our own strengths uh, we don't know our own skills things that we enjoy doing even you know we're so detached from ourselves that we really can gain a lot of benefit from sitting in self-awareness and just reflecting and thinking about what we do like doing what are our strengths you know asking our friends and family hey what do you think my strengths are what yeah. do you think my skills are yeah. and gaining that level of insight into ourselves just learning about ourselves better gaining knowledge about ourselves can make us feel so much more confident can make us feel more esteemed can make us feel so much more grounded in our in our own self you know yeah. internally in our core yeah. and it's just a really powerful uh, process to go through and i really think awareness emotional vocabulary emotional intelligence is a great way to start um just so you know you know sometimes people don't know i don't like that why okay this is why this makes me happy why okay this is why uh, this makes me feel excited or this makes me feel sad why okay this is why you know and then you can say oh i'm not going to do that again no yeah. but i'm going to do more of this because it makes me happy it brings me joy i'm going to do less of this because it makes me sad um i get bored when i do this so i'm going to try and do less of it and then we can really start affecting our lives and how we move through in this in this world yeah i think personally i think that is where i really um, started analyzing why do i do things that i really don't enjoy <laughs> yeah why do we do that why do i do that and why do you get into those you know cycle of things that you repeatedly do the things that you really don't enjoy yeah and you're staying in the same situation and complaining about it how do you change it i mean that's the awareness i think that really helped me as you said you know understanding my own strengths and then i realized my my greatest strength or something which i really enjoy is reading and writing and talking yeah. and helping so others nice. So that's, that's where I started digging deeper. And how do I serve? How do I help? What can I do to help others? And when I started in that journey, that's when I you know, enrolled in Jay Shetty's um, certification because I really want to help people mm, uh, in a way to motivate lovely. them, move forward. So my, when I started getting that awareness about my emotions, what drains me out and what really gives me that energy that's when my journey has transformed from becoming you know just living day by day to living mindfully and working on my things mindfully and serving others with a purpose so um yeah it's it's a it's a great and i feel that each human being has their unique qualities within them which sometimes are unrecognized, you know, all through their life. And maybe they recognize it at the end of it. And they might feel, why didn't I do this before? You know, um, but yeah. um, I really thank you for, you know, giving me this time to talk to you about your journey and your transformation and growth. But um, one question I have is what made you getting into, you know, coaching and yeah, what made me get into coaching? Yeah. Um, 
what made me get into coaching was I was going through this like kind of personal development, self-development phase. And I was looking to kind of take it to the next step. And I also was really thinking about, you know, what to do next. And in that in this stage, I was thinking, oh, I might go try coaching. But then I wasn't really sure. So I actually joined Jay Shetty's genius group for a year before I joined the certification. Um, I really enjoyed genius. And then once I felt more confident in my own ability, genius just helped me really grow. I felt so more confident at the end of the year that I ended up joining the school. But underlying that, I always thought that, um, well, actually my friends for, I've had friends that kind of planted the seed inside of me the idea that I would be a good coach I had friends at university that would say Tim you know I feel smarter when I hang out with you yeah um you have really great deep conversations when we're together right um I actually sat down with one of my friends I actually had like a five-year plan during uni and I sat down with one of my friends and we did a five-year plan together and you know, she did her five-year plan in like three and a half years. And it was just amazing to to watch her go through that process. It was a lot of these little things that kind of pushed me to be a coach. And it was, there's no one specific reason, I guess, but there's lots of little um, reasons that for this just felt right. Right. And... It was exactly a year from when I called up the Jay Shetty School the first time and I said, I think I want to be a coach. And then I basically said, no, join Genius. And then literally a year later, I was like, okay, now I'm ready <laughs> to, to be a coach. And it's been fantastic. I've enjoyed you know, every single moment of it to learning, to coaching, to sitting down with clients, um, to listening to their stories and that has been a, a joy actually that I didn't fully recognize before I did the coaching it's actually just sitting down with people and listening to their yeah. story it's truly I feel truly grateful that my clients are willing to be so vulnerable with me and sharing such really intimate special precious parts of their lives when we talk about goals and ambition and drives and inspirations these are not typically you know conversation topics that you just have with everyone day to day and it's a real privilege to hear those stories and I certainly don't take that for granted yeah yeah I mean I've I've been post I postponed it from 2020 that's when I think Jay started his uh, coaching and I when I first saw that I was like this is where I want to be because it really resonates with my, the culture that I come from and, and the topics that he talks about, you know, um, and I, I have seen other, other coachings as well, but it really uh, resonated with me, but I postponed it and 2020 has gone, 21 has gone, 2022 has come. March, I uh, started with them. I didn't 
think about it. And June again, I called it. Those people called me and, and he was like, how long will you postpone it? You're telling me that this is something you want to do. What's stopping you? You know, why mm. are you not moving forward? And I'm like, okay, this, this is it. I, I cannot postpone it anymore. Let me just enroll in it. <laughs> and um, yeah, as you said, you know, a lot of topics I love, I transformed by that time I joined, but there were a lot more that I didn't know that I had to learn and grow as a person. So um, definitely it was an amazing journey even for me and uh, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah. tell me now, how do people reach out to you if they want to reach out to you and you know more about your your uh, youtube channel if they want to listen to your stories more yeah i have a couple of videos on my youtube channel um you can just search youtube uh for dot like dot com forward slash timothy bay uh, but the best way to reach out to me would be on instagram at timothy.bay i'm most active there and um yeah mo i post as much as i can there and yeah if anyone listens to this podcast and feels like anything resonates with uh with them please you know tag saguna and i would love to hear your feedback uh your comments and anything that resonates with you please tag us it will be wonderful to to connect with everyone uh who listens to this it'd be so nice to to hear from you yep yep thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and this is a very good conversation i really enjoyed um and i hope um, it will benefit a lot more people out there and uh yeah you some people might reach out to you and even you know get a coaching session with you yeah um, yeah. No, thank you so much. So it's been so much yeah. fun to be here and um, really enjoyed talking about this topic. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye, Timothy. <laughs>